Hey guys, JJ here. The Minnesota Rundown is sponsored by the Better Edge app. Better Edge is a legal online social betting marketplace that you can use real money to wager that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans, place no commission positions in an online marketplace, compete in direct head-to-head challenges, compete in public or private betting competitions, and buy or sell positions, whether that be spread, over-under, money line at current market prices. Use promo code 10K at betteredge.com to get a free $5 when you sign up and verify your ID. Once again, that's 10K at B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to get a free $5. Are you guys looking for some kick-ass local clothing? Well, let us tell you about our friends at Soda Stick. Go to their website at sodastick.com, and hell, if you find something you like, there's no way you won't. Just enter the code 10KTAKES at checkout to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S., You'll certainly catch us wearing their top-notch apparel. Once again, it's SodaStick, S-O-T-A-S-T-I-C-K dot com, and use the promo code 10KTAKES. That's 10KTAKES to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. This is the Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm, of course, your host, JJ Journalist Jake. And where we bring on, and of course, the Minnesota Rundown, we talk about everything relevant, everything hot happening in Minnesota sports. Beyond, maybe with an unfiltered, unique, humorous comedic twist we just we're chill here we're laid back we don't try to be the most serious individuals when we're trying to talk minnesota <clears throat> sports because you really can't be sometimes it's a laughing stock um and there's this only thing you can talk about and make is jokes about our, our sports here in minnesota but hopefully not too much hopefully we have some optimistic stuff st- stuff to discuss but speaking of, of journalists like myself well i'm not really a journalist i want to welcome on dane mizutani who is my guest today he covers the minnesota wild and the minnesota vikings for the Pioneer Press, Dane, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Glad to be on. Perfect. And I, I gotta, I gotta ask. So you're, I, you have it right in your bio in, on your Twitter, but you're, you're from yeah. Hawaii, but you somehow made it up to Minnesota. And I don't, I mean, what, what brings you all the way up to uh, the, the icebox of Minnesota? I don't know, man. No, you can blame my mom on that one. Uh, we got family, all our family back in Hawaii. My mom decided when I was like four years old, it would be better to settle down in the suburbs of Chicago. And then after getting done with high school, I had the opportunity to move back to Hawaii. I decided I'm going to get colder. So let's come up to Minnesota. Um, no idea why, but 10 years ago, 12 years ago now, man, I'm getting old. Um, fell in love with the state and I don't have any plans of leaving. Um, it's cold, but it's like 40 degrees today. Can't can't complain with that. You can't complain when you get used to it. Like forty degrees is like you know short sleeve, short weather, and people right. probably in Hawaii. If you told anybody that, they'll think you're 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 crazy. Oh, they like, would it, like they'll be like, you get frostbite in forty degrees. Like you have to go to the hospital. Like what's right. going on? Right. No, you're but, totally right. They're like my brother lives in Seattle right now, and we visited him one time. And my dad came out like full parka, and I'm like, it's like. 50 degrees and he's like yeah you know it's, it's chilly <laughs> like, okay whatever yeah whatever man but i get it i you know you have to be a little empathetic or you know feel where they're coming from if you're coming from hawaii and you're coming up to minnesota right. i guess right. but 
But yeah, you got to live here for as long as you have to get to get used to it. It takes about maybe 10, 15, 20, 25 years to maybe get used to it. Um, I'd say, you know, not very long, but, you know, it takes a little time to get used to things up here near Minnesota, especially our, our sports. And uh, get, I can't believe you've, you've settled here and enjoyed it here despite all the, the, the heartbreak, not only with the weather, but, you know, Minnesota sports. But there's some positives out of it. Yeah. And I want to get into um, first topic. Of course, the Vikings have unofficially named their guy head coach Kevin O'Connell seems to be the guy you know the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams of course they can't officially name him head coach till after the Super Bowl because of course the Rams are in the Super Bowl Sunday uh, what are your uh what are your initial thoughts on them getting the the young coach and uh, passing on the quote-unquote more experienced choice in in Jim Harbaugh what do you think on that yeah so I went kind of both sides of the spectrum in the last five days like I I wanted Harbaugh bad because I thought one, they'd be good. Two, it would be just so interesting to have that guy around. It would be like not only polarizing, but like he's such a loose cannon that like I just think being around that, seeing that daily would be more fun. Uh, I don't know Kevin O'Connell. I don't know his personality. We do know Jim Harbaugh. We know we see him. We see him all the time. And I know he wears guys thin. And I, honestly, that's why he didn't get the job, right? Like he – thought he was coming to Minnesota to, to take the job, to get accepted. Um, the Vikings were bringing him to Minnesota to interview him. And, you know, for me personally, when, when, when you come in, you bring Jim Harbaugh into the equation, I thought that meant well, it's his job to lose. I guess the Vikings didn't see it that way. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, I, look, he could be, he could end up being really good. He's 36 years old. He's the young offensive minded coach which is like the archetype right now that's what every team wants i mean you see mcveigh right there zach taylor the coach is in the super bowl right now it's a young offensive mind harbaugh would have been more fun and and that i think that's inarguable i don't think anybody here can say like harbaugh wouldn't have been more fun than kevin o'connell now when we get down to the nitty-gritty like yeah maybe if we're trying to establish a culture in minnesota kevin o'connell might be the guy he's 36 you can get you know, kind of some stability early on. Harbaugh has a shelf life. We've seen it everywhere he's gone. Um, the 49ers were great. Then they hated him. Michigan, same thing. I mean, that works in college because, you know, you can yell at guys and they're 18. It doesn't work when you're yelling at 35, 40 year olds, you know. Uh, so we'll see. I, I think Kevin O'Connell will be a good choice or ha- will, you know, when he's ever, he's officially named, will be the right choice for the job. Because they vetted him, they know what they want in in a guy like that. Um, but I keep saying it, you know, over and over again. Man, it would have been fun to cover Harbaugh. Oh yeah, he he is a personality for sure. It's just it was insane. Like I was confident going into like Wednesday last week that oh he's going to be named head coach today because right. all the signs and sources were saying he's he's going to sign a deal. But apparently that was like his his team and his side saying that when the Vikings. Sat in his and as an interview, and that's fine if they want to be because I mean they just did deal with a quote unquote regime for the last eight years in a coach who was older, stern, you know, mm-hmm. would, would has a you know Mike Zimmer would collide with management and Jim Harbaugh maybe has a little bit of a history of being like that, so they maybe they're very cautious with that. But then again, it's Jim Harbaugh; it's right. not a Mike Zimmer, but they were just being careful, and I think they, you know, I think they ultimately were maybe pressured into going with the, just the younger guy and not trying to go the old school route. They just got rid of an older coach. Would they want to do that? And you see urban Meyer 
situation. I know that Jim Harbaugh is not even the same boat as Urban Meyer, but that is a college coach situation coming in and not understanding how to, you know, deal with NFL guys right away. I think that's just what the, that's just what the Vikings saw, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I think maybe we'll look back on this in, in 10 years, 12 years is like, why was this even a question? This guy's mm-hmm. established quite the culture. It's kind of a, like it, you could you had the opportunity to hit a home run with Harbaugh and and maybe Kevin O'Connell's the home run, but I think it's more risky. Like people were mm-hmm. saying Harbaugh's more risky because of the guy he is. I think it's more risky to bring in a, an unproven guy. Like you know what Jim Harbaugh can do. You yeah. know he's going to take your team and elevate it. So mm-hmm. but I think you're right at the end of the day they just got out of a, a regime where it was very contentious towards the end between Spielman and Zimmer. They want to establish a culture. It's something Quasi Adolfo Menzies said as soon as he got hired. It's something Wilf, the Wilf said before they hired their new GM. Um, Kevin O'Connell is the first step in that culture and, and establishing that for the future. So we'll see how it turns out. But as I'll say, keep saying again, time and time again, Harbaugh would have been more fun. Maybe this is the right choice, though. Yeah, I think Kevin O'Connell maybe just needs to sit down, have dinner with PJ Fleck, and uh, get some of that energy um, from him. Being easy, younger, you know, PJ is you know not as course as young as he was five years ago when we hired him, but he's still a younger coach. You know, it brought a lot of energy to the right. Minnesota Gophers. Sit down with another young coach and thirty-six years old. I mean, legitimately, maybe sit down with PJ Fleck. Not not telling Kevin O'Connell to bring a row the boat slogan to the Vikings, but sit down with them, bring some, give them some of that energy. And you can bring that kind of young, young spirited mind to the young spirited energy to the Vikings. I think you should sit down and have uh, some, some dinners with PJ and, and see what, uh, see how maybe that could benefit him. Can you imagine if he brought the row of the boat or some sort of some corny slogan? Look, I love PJ, but that, yeah. now, that in the NFL would be hilarious to watch it unfold, to watch guys buy in or not buy in probably more likely. Um, or like to watch him just run onto the field before kickoff. Like if Kevin O'Connell is the first guy out of the tunnel, like PJ is, um, that, that would be hilarious. Um, maybe that would, that would make it more fun than, than Harbaugh. If he took on that mantra, just like totally embodied that. I think, uh, you could totally see if he did that. I would personally like be like, yeah, fuck it. You know, let's see how that kind of energy goes. I don't think a lot of fans that will settle with a lot of fans. I don't think they no. would like that shit. I mean, there's already fans that don't like that PJ does that, like running between the quarters, you know, or when, when, when they switch sides of the, right, of the field, right. he runs down with the team. Yeah. I, I mean, it's college though, you know, buying in young, younger players. You imagine like the 35 year old veterans like Harrison Smith. I don't know if you'd see. Yeah. I don't think they'd appreciate like that. that too much. <laughs> no, they, they'd probably be like, okay, what the fuck is this guy's problem? He's almost right. my age and he's yelling all these slogans, but that'd be, that'd be very interesting. Uh, the, if that were to actually happen, but no, I don't, no. I don't think so. I think he's going to be, he seems more of a soft spoken guy, yeah. um, but you know, so bring some young energy, but speaking of like some of his, during his interview process, it kind of broke the news kind of broke that he apparently spoke, allegedly spoke very highly of Kirk cousins. And the biggest speculation this off season is if we're going to trade or get rid of Kirk cousins or what's going to happen, extend them. And I, I, I it, they, according to like Adam Schefter and all them, they're eyeing, it's looking towards, they're probably going to probably extend Kirk especially since, you know, all the coaches they've interviewed, especially, um, you know, especially Kevin O'Connor spoke highly with him, mm-hmm. feels that you can build around him. Do you, after seeing in the light of this news, um, I mean, do you, do, do, should we expect to see an extension 
from from Kirk Cousins, especially seeing that. And and, and if they if we do, I mean, will Vikings Twitter or or Minnesota completely just go to war? <laughs> right. I th- I think it uh it seems to be trending in that direction. Maybe it's a leverage play. I don't think it is. I've heard theories that like you're not going to say we're done with Kirk because that that tanks his his value. But I mean, that seems a little far fetched to use every single insider as a leverage play. Yeah, I think it's probably trending in that direction. Is it a good idea? I don't think so. But, you know, at the same time, I am someone who's been extremely critical of Kirk Cousins throughout Mm -hmm. his tenure of the Vikings. I can admit I was wrong about him in some sense. He's a good quarterback. He is. He truly is. But I still don't know if you can win with him. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if everyone buys into him in in that locker room. I don't know if he's the leader you need in that locker room. And I think you see it with... Like, like a guy like Joe Burrow, like I'm not saying that dude is not talented, but he doesn't have the biggest arm or the, mm-hmm. you know, he's not the fastest or the biggest or the strongest, but he has that swag about him. Mm-hmm. And you saw it after the Raiders game when, when they asked him like, you know, Joe Burrow, were you like, what's your thoughts on this? Are you like excited to be moving on? And he's like, yeah, we're excited, but we, we, this is what we expected. We expected to be mm-hmm. here. We expect to keep going. Like words like that. I think that type of moxie is something Kirk does not have. I think it's something he will never have. So can you win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? Maybe. Maybe if everything goes right. But he's not elevating you to the next level. And I don't think he's taking you from this level or when you really need him to lift up a team or lift up a group of players. I'm not sure he's capable of doing that. That being said, I, I do think you extend him, you, you free up some more money um, and, and you'd go take a swing this year. Cause the Vikings, as everyone it's well-documented, they were basically in every single game this year. Mm-hmm. So they're a good team or they have the capability to be a good team. Maybe if you free up some money here and there, you can be, I don't know. Though. Three years more of Kirk cousins is going to be exhausting. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a crazy three years. I'm, I'm, I'm probably more on the uh, of the pro side of Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. um, and my the biggest thing is I'm I'm fine with the idea of of moving away from him and, and try, but it's got to be something better. You know, I, I just don't see a viable option this year when you still have talent on your team to maybe still compete for a playoff spot next year, for example. You know, and and that that's the biggest thing, and and but. I, I think a lot of people on the boat, I'm in the boat of just give me a year with Kirk without Zimmer. Let's see how it goes. You know what I mean? Fair. I think that that's where I'm at, you know, cause I feel like they've ran a very conservative one dimensional, very constraining offense, not allowing, you know, Kirk's a very one dimensional quarterback. He's a, I'm not saying he's like a Michael Vick. And if you bring in a, another coach, he's going to be uh, rolling out and doing more crazy plays, but you know, moving a little further away from just the halfback draws on a second and 14 or mm-hmm. allowing him to throw a little more, or open up the field and running instead of running stupid screens. And it's like, we only had the three play playbook almost with Clint Kubiak. And, and it seems like Mike Zimmer wouldn't, he was hesitant to try to do different things. So it's one right. of those things where I think people, I, I am curious myself, how will he play in a, in a new system under a Kevin O'Connell with a more progressive style offense? He's not the most, you know, crazy offensive mind we because i mean la is not the most crazy offensive team but it's a new young mind a fresh mm-hmm. start and i think a lot of people like myself i'm curious to see 
Kirk Cousins without Mike Zimmer. Let's let's see what happens. I, I don't know. It could be exactly the same because he you you do see a lot of Kirk. What you're you're gonna get, but in a way like has it been play calling holding him back? You know stuff. There's there's some questions around that. I, I'm curious to see how it's gonna pay, play out under a new coach and a new system, a new GM to see what the energy is like and what the what the what the play calling is like and see if that would make. A difference to a guy like Kirk Cousins, who you know just put up good stats, has a good arm, and I don't know. Well, it's it, I guess we don't know, you know, if we unless we extend him. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. Like that, he, there's nobody, there's no better option right now. So that that's probably fair. Like maybe he'll look. I guess Stafford just came here for a year under that new offensive scheme, which is put together by Kevin O'Connell and they're in the Super Bowl. Like I'm not saying that the Vikings are going to be in the Super Bowl, but maybe right. it's worth a year under with Kirk. To your point, it is a good one. You don't want to just be bad next year because there's still talent. You got guys like Justin Jefferson that are going to be sniffing for a second contract. And if you continue to suck, like he's not yeah. going to stick around. So maybe it does benefit you to just be- extend Kirk, free up some money and put in a contingent, put a contingency plan in place whenever you do want to move on from him. Kellamond is not it very clearly. I know no. like that dude didn't have, you know, snowball's chance in hell with, with, with Zimmer at the helm, but no, everything I've heard, like he's not a good quarterback. So like, I don't know if he's the answer that, you know, your next chapter, if you're the Vikings. So you extend Kirk, maybe you go keep going and find another quarterback in the draft next year, this the year after mm-hmm. that and, and then figure it out. So yeah, we'll see. It's, it'll be interesting though. I guess, all the things we're losing from Jim Harbaugh will still, you know, as far as an entertainment standpoint, we'll still have on the, you know, the Kirk Cousins standpoint. Right. Well, speaking of it, maybe a possible replacement. I actually saw the headline and hearing about the Kyler Murray news. There, oh, what's, yeah. There's Vikings fans like quote unquote campaigning to bring in Kyler Murray. He's not leaving. Like, <laughs> yeah. We need to no. calm down. And there's no way in hell we're you'd be needed new con. You'd need, we're not paying him. Yeah, like that's going to be all right. That's there. There are literally there are literal serious Vikings fans. Go get him. Go get him. Quizzy. Go get him. No, he's not leaving. He's obviously a little upset, but he's not going to go to the Vikings out of all places. Yeah, that's it's it's like a nice far fetched Twitter banter, but it's not happening. No chance. Just 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 no way in hell. That just You're was okay. the most ridiculous thing I've seen all all probably this so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. Kyler Murray and people are photoshopping Kyler Murray in jerseys. It made absolutely no sense to me. It's just these are the same delusional fans that were like we were saying we should bring in Marcus Mariota or uh, Drew Locke. I mean, I it just baffles me seeing Vikings fans like this. It's just we might be not the dumbest, but craziest fans we're not we're not gonna eat like dot horse shit off the ground like philly but we're gonna have some of the weirdest uh we have some of the craziest ideas of how we should improve the team and it's almost like they want to do things that will make it worse but they just want to see if it works that's that's our fan base i I don't i don't understand especially this kyler murray stuff i i don't i don't understand what's what's the I should ask you, like in in your time covering the Vikings, what's the? So I'm sure you're very involved in social media and, and watching things. So what's the craziest? What's the craziest scenario or something a Vikings fan has said that you have seen in 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 your lifetime covering the Vikings? I don't know. I, I think I saw like way back you know, three years ago when when Tom Brady was looking for a new team, oh. bring him here. 
And I thought that was completely far-fetched because he wasn't coming to Minnesota. But, man, that would have been sweet. They would have won a couple of Super Bowls here if, oh, yeah. if Tom was here. Um, and you get to cover the GOAT. So th- that was probably the one that was like, <laughs> no way. Okay, calm down, everybody. Like, yes, he's looking for a new team. He ain't going from Boston to 10 feet of snow in the winter in Minnesota. Like, we love Minnesota. Not a lot of people do. Um, I know Tom has very loose ties to Minnesota. His mom's mm-hmm. family from Browerville, like two and a half hours from the Twin Cities. But the people that had convinced themselves that, like, he's coming. And it's like, no, no, he's not. He's going to go. We're not doing Florida. it. No. Yeah. And, and then there's the then there's the people that are like Aaron Rodgers come to the Vikings. That's just not going to happen. Like, we like they're like I joke about it like myself, but like there are dead serious people that are like dead serious like, oh, no, they can get Aaron Rodgers or those people. Like, we can get Tom Brady. It's like I'm laughing. Like, that's just <laughs> not going to happen. No. Not going to happen. No. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how the whole how Kirk Cousins thing pans out. I think it's it's obviously eyeing towards an extension. But um, shifting gears a little bit to the Minnesota Wild, um, another team that you cover, and, and, and very um, – this is the one of the best years to be covering them. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got to be an absolute blast. I mean, they're finally back after the All-Star break, finally playing as of Tuesday night. This podcast is released Wednesday, um, so but they're coming back finally uh, playing the Winnipeg Jets. But um, over the All-Star week, All-Star break, I mean, Kirill just looked like he was like – having an absolute blast down there. Just the videos I saw, like he, it's like he was a kid in the candy store. He just had the great time, obviously on and off the ice. Like he looked like he was just having the time of his life. He's just like giddy and laughing. And just like, it's, this is, this is the guy who looks like a complete animal on the ice. And he just is like the, looks like the, like weirdly nice for being a Russian, a Russian off the ice. Yeah, no, he he it was hilarious to watch him go. Um, his impression of Ovi was hilarious. I think that one deserved a little more credit. He also mm-hmm. he's a left shot and he shot right handed like Ovi and scored in the breakaway mm-hmm. challenge. Not easy to do, um, but yeah, to your point, just watching him exist in that element was really cool. Um, his English is better than it was yeah. last year, but he still relies on a Russian translator, like which makes sense. Like the guy wants to make sure nothing's getting lost in translation. Um, but you he understands things. He picks up on jokes. He picks up on sarcasm. And he, he seemed really in his element there among the other stars in the league, which was awesome because he is one of the stars in the league. Like every, like I don't think that's arguable anymore. I think people were like, are we crowning him too early? Like, no, like he is a bona fide superstar. I keep saying the first one Minnesota's ever had. I know, I know Gabrick was a star, but mm-hmm. Carell is a different star. To me, he can he can elevate them to another echelon that they've never been at. Um, but yeah, so watching him exist in that that atmosphere at the All Star Weekend was was really cool. We talked to Cam Talbot yesterday after yeah. practice, and he he said the same thing. Like, yeah, he was like just overjoyed to be there. Um, he he was talking about Kirill, like watching him just chat up with other people. He's obviously knows the Russian players throughout the league. Um, I think it was fun to see and. Maybe that'll launch him more, you know, forward into the second half here. Not that he needs much launching. He's on fire, on a tear, um, and healthy, which was something everyone was a little yeah. worried about at the beginning of January when he took that hit in Boston. Um, I don't think he needs a lot to get going or keep him going, um, but maybe that All Star break and that All Star weekend and and being around that, you know, atmosphere, kind of yeah, push him forward a little bit even more. 
Yeah, should we be panicked because Cam Talbot led in like four or five goals in the <laughs> in the uh, the the championship game of the the All Star three and three All Star game? I, I I just I just joke about that because I feel like someone's actually concerned about that in Minnesota. Like I think we should some a little concerned. Cam Talbot led five goals at the All Star game. No, he was he was funny too. I mean, yeah. like he he went down there saying like I don't yeah. even know why goalies get to go to the All Star game because all <laughs> we do is get scored on. Like. Yeah. But he had some great saves. Like I think, yeah. Joke on Twitter was like, "Does Cam Talbot know you're not supposed to try and save the puck in the All Star game because like we'd rather see goals?" But uh, no, he enjoyed it too. Um, no, I don't think you have to worry about it. I, and, and anyone t- on Twitter who is worried about it, take a chill pill. The Wild League will be all right. I think you're right though. There is probably someone at home in the basement. Like, yeah, let's just roll with Coppa. We have to. Can't you know? Right. Can't let up five goals in the in the All Star game. So some old boomer that just does not distinguish between like having fun, the all-star game, like the pro bowl. Like, it's right. just like, like people were like the, you're know, like Kirk threw three interceptions at the pro bowl. I'm like, yeah, that's not good, but it's the, it's the pro bowl there. It's yeah. the pro bowl. Like right. let's calm the fuck down here. Like it's the same concept, but well, speaking of the wild, just rolling though. Like if, if we missed, it feels weird not going into the all-star break after watching them a lot and then having like a week off and mm-hmm. you're, you know, you have that break and you're, you freak out almost. But now I think starting as of Tuesday night, they play like 41 games in about 41 days. So it's like, if we miss hockey, we are going to get it. We are going to get it almost every other day. Some back-to-back games, of course. I mean, having that many games though, I mean, I mean, does this, does this fuel, keep feeling does it benefit them and keep feeling their winning ways? Cause obviously they're on a, I think six game winning streak, but I think yeah. they're like on a over 10 game point streak right now. They're right. unreal. Or is, or is this, or could this affect them negatively for, for them playing as many games as they have to in the, you know, remaining, remaining in the remainder of the season. Yeah. I think, I think any team it's going to kind of hurt them like mm-hmm. 41 games. I think the exact number is 41 and 77 nights. So like, that's ridiculous. That's that averages out to more than a game every other night. So that it's not like they're playing every other night. They're playing more than that sometimes. So yeah, I think there's going to be energy levels that are lower than normal, or you're going to have basically no practice, but the fact that they are continuing to play, I know these guys and I know Dean Evison says the same thing. Like we'd rather play, you know, we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to practice yeah. and we've had so many postponed games we'd rather play the games thing I'd worried about if you were a wild fan is like, they're so good. This is a playoff team. I believe it's a Stanley cup contender. If they make a couple moves at the deadline, maybe one move at the deadline, get a center. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be tired come playoff time? Because it's a sprint. It's a literal sprint to the finish. Yeah. And then they have to go play like a seven game series, potentially in the first round, maybe another, you know, like yeah. the NHL playoffs as a whole are a grind. So, you're grinding all the way through the second half of the season. And then you have to prepare for a whole nother grind. So that would worry me a little bit, especially because the playing field is not completely the same and level. Some teams play, uh, you know, they have a lot more break and rest in between certain games. And, you know, so the wild are kind of, you know, getting the short end of the stick on that. Um, But at the end of the day, like, I don't think any of these guys are going to complain about playing, um, mm-hmm. and I think in the end it's going to be fine as far as their their product in their production on the ice. Um, I think they're a good team, and they'll, they'll remain a good team to, to you know no matter how much they have to play in, in a short amount of time. Yeah, this 
this team is 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 special to to say the least. Yeah. Like, and they're they're you know, I think they had the best odds as of right now to win the cup. And as Minnesotans, we're we're hesitant to say that because we have been let down by specifically the Wild in the last decade for being good regular season teams and then going in and laying an egg. But I think this team, and I've said this multiple times, they look and feel different than those teams. Totally. Jason Zucker, Mikhail Granlin, nothing against those teams. They just didn't have it, the it factor and the depth. And this team has just been unreal to watch. And they have the big guys, Marcus Foligno, getting in fights and all that. They mm-hmm. didn't have that momentum or that kind of energy like five, six, seven years ago. And it's just been it's been an absolute bat- blast. Who do you think they would uh, – who do you think that is a realistic target for them as at least a centerman goes for the trade deadline that could really elevate them to make a push for the cup? Yeah, there's like a few guys. I mean, I know Thomas Hurdle's basically been on the yeah. block for the beginning since the beginning of the season. JT Miller, same kind of thing. I don't deal. think they're going to be able to pull off the JT Miller deal because it's going to cost too much. Uh, I don't know the exact parameters of what they're asking for for JT Miller, but I know it's a couple picks in a, in a prospect and, that prospect's not a low-level prospect. They probably want a Boldy or a Rossi, and you just that, that's an immediate no. Like no, like you can't trade those guys. So then you you look down the the list a little bit. Hurdle, it could get interesting if San Jose falls out of a playoff spot. Maybe they're willing to move on. Uh, maybe you can convince them, like an Adam Beckman or something, and a, and a first-round pick or something. I, the like again, this is all conjecture, but the, they do need someone like that. Um, there's Thomas Hurdle, Claude Giroux. Joe Pavelski, those are other names that you think like veteran guys who have been there, done that in the playoffs, have that experience um, at a high level. Um, The only problem with that is Pavelski plays with Ryan Suter. Ryan Suter just got bought out by the wild. Like I know Pavelski and Suter are really good friends and Pavelski has a no move. Is he going to wave his no move to go to the organization that just, you know, fucked over his best friend. Right. We don't know. Um, same with Claude Giroux. Um, the Flyers are general manager right now is Chuck Fletcher. Is Chuck Fletcher really going to send over the missing piece of a Stanley Cup content, you know, to a Stanley Cup contender? No, is he going to let the Wild win a Stanley Is he going to give them that key to be like, here, you have what it takes to win the Stanley Cup now? I couldn't do it when I was a general manager, but here you go, Billy. Like, I don't know. So, like, there's some targets that are going to be, I think, a little tough to attain. But, you know, someone like Giroux, someone like Pavelski makes the most sense to me. Anything's better than obtaining what was it like when they're making and they were allegedly in in contention for a cup, you know, for those few years, you know, when they made it move to the deadline, they got like Ryan White. Ryan Han- yeah, Ryan White and Martin Hansel. For Martin Hansel. Yeah. What the hell was that? Yeah, that and, was a big swing and a miss. Yep. The, yeah, I'd say that was a yeah, big miss on that part. I think they would be a little smarter under Bill Guerin if they do have to make a move at the if they make a move at the deadline to bring in a quote unquote missing piece. But right now it's almost like they don't need it, but they want that extra factor. Like you said, and it's a man, NHL playoffs. They are a grind. When you mm-hmm. watch them seven game series, you got to just win three of them. You have to win three of them just to make the cup. It's, right. it's, it's unreal. But yeah, before we, before we wrap this up, I got to ask you, it's, it says on your Twitter, you are a Minnesota daily alum. Yeah. yeah. So did you attend the, the U of M then? I, I, I assume. I did. Yep. I graduated in 2014. So about eight Perfect. years ago. Perfect. What are you, uh, any, any thoughts on the state of uh, Ben Johnson's go for basketball team or how Bob Motzko's uh, the go for hockey? What do you have any thoughts on, on their teams at all? I like Ben. I like what Ben Johnson's doing. Um, same with Moscow, but if like Ben Johnson specifically, like 
he's doing everything Richard Pitino didn't. And I'm yeah. just saying like Richard Pitino didn't recruit. Like he, he mm. had these players in his backyard and got almost none of them. Like I know he got Oturu. I know he got Co- Amir coffee. Amir coffee tore his ACL in high school. He, he was going somewhere else. If he didn't tear that ACL or I'm pretty sure like me and you could have recruited him to the U. He was yes. going to the U. He wanted to go to the U from the time he was like basically born. Patino never got any of these top tier in-state guys. Ben Johnson can. He comes from D1 Minnesota, um, a great AAU team in the, in the league or you know in the state. And I was talking to my buddy about this the other day. Like Minnesota is not just like some dark horse basketball market now. It produces some top tier talent yes. year in year out. So what Ben Johnson is doing, I think, is is really smart. He's getting in with the AAU programs around town. Um, yeah, he was going to struggle in year one. I, I I don't think that's emblematic of of where the team is trending. Moscow, the same thing. Um, yeah, the goal for hockey has been down for so long. Yeah. Um, but I think he does the right thing of like, you don't always need the guy who's going to go one and done because yep. that doesn't win in college hockey anymore. That, you know, you need the guys who are going to stay three or four years, the guys who are going to grow through your program and not necessarily, you know, scrap to, you know, these, a lot of the guys that get to year three or four get to the NHL. Um, but they're not trying to leave after year one. And that's not, that's no knock on a guy like, like big Nick Bukestad or Eric Hala. I'm thinking of the teams that I cover. They, they left after years two and three, they got dreams and they want to fulfill them. And, and by all means go do that. Um, but you can't keep replenishing with, with 18 year olds, 19 year olds, mm-hmm. and then try and beat 24 year olds at Mankato. Yep. You exactly. Can. I was going to say that, you know, in the tournament last year, you could just tell they're outplayed because they they're playing a team that first off, I think is in a more competitive hockey conference. Totally. And they're playing with kids that are 22 to 24 years old that are sticking around. Not to say the Gophers still can't be competitive in the Big Ten, but you can definitely see the association and mm-hmm. their kind of decline yeah. in terms of not competing as much as when they we're in the WCHA yeah, and no it kind of sucks, but they're still in the mix. I think they're still in the top 10 right now. They'll probably make the NCAA hockey tournament, mm-hmm. but it's just, it sucks because they go up against our, our old rival, the rivals of the teams they, you know, would play year in and year out, you know, 10 plus years ago. And, and they can't in Minnesota, especially in-state rivals and they can't, they look like they can't even compete. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. We'll see though. Like, like you said, they're, they're in the top 10 right now. And I think they're firmly in the, under the bubble and, in the pairwise. So they're going to make the tournament and then anything can happen there. So anything can happen, honestly. Well, uh, Dana, I appreciate you coming on. I know you, you, you have to get going here, but before we wrap up, where can people find you? Um, just give out all your, your handles or where, where people can find you to get any information from you. Yeah. Just read me in the pioneer press, go uh, pick up a copy or subscribe. Subscriptions are good. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at, at Dane Mizutani. Um, that's at D-A-N-E-M-I-Z-U-T-A-N-I. Um, like to go back and forth on there. So anybody who wants to follow, feel free. Perfect. And uh, everybody, if you uh, currently don't follow 10,000 Takes for whatever reason, you can find us at 10K Takes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, social, TikTok. And then we also have a website, 10KTakesMN.com, where we have our fantastically written funny blogs on there as well you can look up our other podcasts on all social on all podcast platforms just look up 10,000 takes and uh, we have all of our podcasts including our, our, our uh, staple it's a bit and a couple of our other our other shows and we also have our of course our it's a bit radio on kfm plus every saturday on 96.7 or go on kfm plus.iheart.com that's from two to three every saturday 
But again, I want to welcome, I want to thank uh, Dame Mizutani of the Pioneer Press for coming on and talking some Vikings Wild and other Minnesota sports with me. It was uh, it was a blast, Dane, and I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, anytime, man. Love to be back. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, yep, uh, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown. I'm your host, JJ Journalist Jake, because I'm the best damn journalist to ever do it until I am not. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.